Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by Jen Golden and Lauren Leonelli from the podcast It's Complicated to talk about everything from breakups to sex toys. Topics include the right and wrong ways to break up with your partner, top tips for relaxing into oral sex so you can actually enjoy it, how to ease back into dating and get over your nerves, and why being mindful of your breath during sex can make it even more pleasurable. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Deputy Jamie. Hello. I have to ask you something. What's the main questions we get asked from our female listeners on the show? What would you say? Oh, definitely not being able to orgasm or having trouble getting there. I mean, there's a lot of reasons too. There's pain, dryness, stress, because who doesn't have that? Mm. Anxiety. I mean, I feel for the women out there. We're just hurting. This is why I got so excited about Foria. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, I know. Okay, so you guys, this is probably my most unique sponsor I've had in a few years. Foria Awaken. It's intimate massage oil that uses CBD-rich hemp extract. There's been so much research and studies lately about the benefits of CBD oil and also benefits of CBD and sex from pain relief, relaxation for your whole body, and it makes sense that it would work as well for your other parts. Yeah, it's kind of incredible what it can do. I mean, it's think about it. It's a plant. And it totally relaxed me. I know, same. I was so my body, I just used a few sprays and I rubbed it on my hands and then I put it on my whole vulva area. And I waited like five minutes. I just felt, I felt stimulated and tingly and turned on. Also, it has eight other plant aphrodisiacs like coconut oil and kava kava extract and it tastes and smells really good too. Yeah, it was like a, like a minty chocolatey taste. Yeah, it was mint chocolate. All these things are why I want to talk about it. It's easy to use. You don't need to use a lot. This little bottle goes a long way. Yeah, I think I pretty much only use three sprays max each time. Yeah, that's all you need. You're just applying a little bit to the clitoris, the labia, and the vagina. Deep relaxation, increased blood flow, enhances sensations like everywhere, and can stimulate natural lubrication. And I'm definitely having easier orgasms, and the smelling good, always a plus. I like the fact that it doesn't have any THC in it because that means that everyone can get it. Everyone can experience it. So, I mean, your head's not going to get high. You don't have to worry about that. Just your genitals. Although, I mean, you know me, I'm down for both. Exactly. Surprising. The organic CBD extract they use is only from the United States and it's all independently tested to make sure it's free of synthetics, toxins, and anything else you wouldn't want to put in your body, especially your vagina. Plus, it's 100% edible and vegan. Oral sex on this is amazing. Oh my God. Um, I could talk about Awaken for hours, but just go check it out, learn more, try it for yourself. Trust me, trust me. Go to sexwithemily.com slash awaken. You're going to love it. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash A-W-A-K-E-N. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out... Everything we do there at sexwithemily.com. You can find us on all social media at sexwithemily across the board. 
Also, Sirius XM, five days a week, you guys. It's awesome. I'm there Monday through Friday on Channel Stars 109. And so check it out. It is a good time. I really love these girls. I hope you enjoy today's interview. I want to welcome my guests, Jen Golden and Lauren Leonelli, hosts of the It's Complicated podcast. You can find them on AfterBuzz TV and at Complicated Show on Instagram. Welcome, ladies, Jen and Lauren. Thank you for having us. We're very aroused. Uh, Are you already aroused? I was going to say excited, but I felt like aroused was a better word. It's a good choice. Good choice. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you because I was on their podcast. It was like our first date. And it went so well. It went so well. Like I wanted to keep going. I think we jumped right into anal, though. Oh, we it did. was our oh, first date, yeah. but we jumped to anal talk. Yes. Yeah, it literally and figuratively. About- no, we really wanted to know about what to do about anal. Right. And so we talked about it because I think it was your boyfriend mm-hmm. was curious about it, wanted it, my- was encouraging it. Yes. My boyfriend, Lauren. Lauren, he talks about participating in anal, asking like participating. often, do you want, Signing can we, anal. don't you think, don't you think we Sign should? Sign this pledge form. Yeah. yeah. Just bringing it up enough that I'm like, okay. I mean, I hadn't ever really tried it. I attempted at one point years back and I just, it didn't seem to go so good. So I was a little hesitant. (laughs) But yes, then I said, okay, fine. If he really wants to do it, I mean, maybe I should, some people really like it. Maybe I should try. Like, what if I like it? But I did not. Oh, right. In the past. Or did you try it again? Well, no, then we we tried it. and. We used the We're worst. Anal again. Yeah, we we used the worst lube ever that you guys are gonna. I, if you don't remember, you're gonna be upset at me for saying that we used this, but it was olive oil. Oh right, I, I remember that Jamie, all this. Okay, that's right, well, olive oil. Jamie, is that even not. a lube? I think that's just no. The food. Olive oil is an oil, <laughs> right? That you put on your and make salad dressing, right. or put it on your chicken. They're or not all created. They're not all created but, equally, Lauren. No, no, no olive oil at all. But then we've given you lube since then, I believe. Or no, have we not? This is no? your first. For, okay, no? so we're going to give you some lube. This is the, like the third olive oil as lube story I've heard. Producer Jamie. Uh, yes. So my uh, guy that I'm seeing, I gave him a toy. It's a male toy because we don't have many penises around here to test things. And he, he I was like, yeah, I was like, you're probably going to want to use lube with it, you know, just so you can get your sucker on in there. And he told me that he used olive oil. And I was like, why did you do that? He's like, well, I didn't have anything else. And I just felt like I did him a disservice. Because how did I not give him any lube yet? I mean, how could you? We have pounds of lube. That's Yeah. I know. So I felt like it was my fault that he used the olive oil. It was your fault. It was your fault. Because you've been with him for a while. And you've been working here for three years. And you have pounds of lube. But that's okay. We'll let that go. But also, did you give him a deadline for when he needed to try it by? Like, why that day did he have to do it with the olive oil? No, I don't know. He was just curious. I wasn't there. I don't okay. know, but and he's got lube now, so we're okay. Good. Okay. So we've got lots. Of, you guys are going to leave with packages of lube, yes. and you guys on the show, you've Perfect. heard me talk a lot about my anal tips. I don't think I have to get into it all Breathing. now. Going slow, breathe. Yeah. Okay. So we don't have to start every show with anal. <laughs> I mean, for it's kind sure. of a tradition with us. It but. really is. It really is. So, um, what have you guys been up to? Tell me the latest. We are just <laughs> we had, had a, yeah. We just had our 150th <gasps> episode. Congratulations! Yay. That's a lot of episodes. So much talking. Not as much as you, Emily, but right. one can dream. Right. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, you'll you gotta start a lot. somewhere. We'll get to five thousand. Mm-hmm. So, wait, so tell me about your experience. So it's it's complicated. Let's talk about your show a little bit. So people haven't listened to it because we already know we've got some podcast listeners here. 
So tell me, and, and radio listeners and people like to listen. So how would you explain your podcast? Do you give advice, dating? We do give advice. We give our own personal stories. We do all of the research for everybody as to what's going on in the world of dating and relationships and talk about hot topics. And we always have a really fun guest on to talk about their experience with all such things. Yeah, we pick a relatable topic that has to do with relationships and like we talk about codependency or we talk about like how to break up correctly or anything that we think like people might have either a misconception about or are getting wrong often or like we had an experience that we really want to share so we'll be like oh let's make the topic about this like breakups when like I went breakups, through one yeah, yeah. That okay, I'm so glad you brought that up Jen because we met, you were in the relationship. We actually, uh, when I was on your show, it's complicated. We talked about your, and honestly, can I just be, I was like, oh, I'm not sure about him because <laughs> I hope he's not, well, I don't care if he listens. I wasn't happy that you weren't, it had only been a few months, or I don't know how long it had been, not less than a year, right? Definitely less only than a year. Only a few and, months, yeah. And, and, and like, let me just say this. I believe that sex, at least the first year, you're going to have some fits and starts, but it should be, should be getting some needs met. It should be getting better, yes. not worse. And I felt like you were not getting basic needs met that I w- if I, I would have, my thoughts were like, I'm not sure this is long for this world. But sure enough, you were like, we broke up. We did. And honestly, I, if anyone should have broken up with anyone, it should have been me breaking up with, with him because the sex was not good. Right. Like, I, I feel bad saying it was bad, but no, it was bad. So let's talk for a second because I often, in fact, my show was built on that bedrock of bad sex. I was like, <laughs> I've had enough bad sex. I would like to learn what great sex means. And so, but let's talk for you. What was bad sex? What did that mean for you? Um, It was very like disconnected. Like, I don't think that we were in sync at all. Um, I don't think that there was like passion there. Also, it was just like awkward. Like it felt like a round, what is the saying? Round peg, a sp- uh, she a never thing. gets this right. Uh, putting a square peg in a round hole. <laughs> that thing. She, that not was, one that thing. Was, she that was like Lauren's right. first time anal experience. <laughs> it, was, it was very yeah. much so. Yeah. No, so I, I get it. Yeah, so it just felt... Also, his item oh. was shaped a little weird. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, okay. Does that necessarily... That's not bad, right, Emily? Well, I don't think a, sh- a, weird, a weirdly or oddly shaped <laughs> to you uh, penis is a problem. Because for some people, like I remember people like, oh, I have a crooked penis. Is that okay? And for a lot of people, it's like, that could hit your G-spot. That could be great. Okay. But that wasn't this. <laughs> it, was, it was not curved was not, to your curvature. Um, No, it's... Okay, I went down the rabbit hole on the internet, obviously, okay. and I googled cone-shaped penis. And I think it's actually like you break your penis at some point, and then it's like that, and you actually might need surgery. Oh. Yeah. A cone, like a full-on, like a pointy tip, and then it was got lot. gets bigger it, at the like, bottom? It, yeah, it's like this, like a triangle comes to like a point. The head right. is like a point. Right, and and it just gets wider and to the like sh- the, where it gets the, the shaft. base yeah, with the shaft. Okay. Yeah. Wow, okay. That doesn't sound comfortable. No? Or to me at all. Uh, it was just like weird and like odd sensations and it, none of it worked out. It just... It just everything, right? There wasn't right. The, the chemistry and you wanted more oral sex we yeah, talked about. Yeah, uh, just any. Any, any would have been right. good. Thank you. Any oral. <laughs> right. That to me is grounds you... for dismissal. No oral right. after you ask and talk about it. Oh, no, I hadn't. The thing is, you oh. came on the show and my goal was to start talking about it. And he even listened to the show right. when you came on. And at that point, I think the next time I saw him, he like started to go down on me but then like didn't stay down there long enough because I'm like now I'm nervous that you're down there like I'm in my head sucker well Emily gave a good tip that I would like to re-point out and say that it's also communication and you don't you said you don't really want to talk about this like 
in the bedroom, but beforehand, talk about candidly, like if that's the case. So if you're comfortable enough, you would say like, I really like it when you go down on me. And listen, like I have to get out of my head for a second. It's going to take me a second. So just know that like you're going to have to be down there for a little bit because it takes me a while to warm up to the situation. Like a a warning is fair and then it takes the pressure off you. Exactly. Good memory. That's what I always say. You got to settle into it because to me for, for oral sex, what I think... I said, or my intention was that for women, we get so worried, like, am I taking too long? Does he really want to be doing this? We're staring at the clock. It's been 12 minutes, now 13. So the best thing our partners can do when they're performing oral is is say, hey, babe, I got this. I love you. Taste so good. I've got all night. Lay back. I'm not going anywhere. And like, let us relax. That would be really nice. I feel like saying, babe, settle in. Like you can. We're like, good, yeah. I'm going to do it then. I'll be here for an hour. I'll go down for an hour or whatever you Is want there like do. a normal time frame that it should happen in? Nope. There is no normal when it comes to, to that. I think that some women, it could be three minutes. Some, it could be an hour. Like yeah. how your partner wants to do it. I w- always was pretty uncomfortable with it. I was in my head about it. Yeah. Like, oh, your face is in my vagina. Like, what <laughs> is going on? Like, I, I feel very uncomfortable by it. But I will say it's true. My boyfriend now is very vocal about like, I want to do this. I want to be here. This, I love doing this. Like, even if I say, no, no, he's like, no, please. Like, and it helps because now it's something that I'm not uncomfortable with and he's pretty good at it and it results in a good positive thing a every good time. Positive yeah. or, has this always been or lately he's... No, oh, him always, yes, okay. but only him really. That's like what, he's only, it's because he made me feel comfortable. Like it's massively important. Yeah, Lord, that's so true. And I, I love, I love that you're saying this because it, that's the proof. For so many women, the best sex, I think, you know, when I talk, we can talk about bad sex, but for really great sex where women report having the most orgasms, the most pleasure and satisfaction is when they feel safe. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So he makes you feel like I'm in it. I yeah. got it. And he believes it. So love all of that. I know. It's I good. I know. It's good. Mm-hmm. So you guys are having good sex. That's great. You gave some advice on the breakup show. Yeah. What is some breakup mm-hmm. tips for people? People love, I did a breakup show like about, a year ago, I have to say it was one of the most popular shows. People were like, your breakup show helped me get through the breakup. So I'm wondering, what did you guys talk about? Maybe if it's even don'ts or yeah, do's. Don't, yeah, don'ts. It sounds like it was okay. some don'ts. Don'ts. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, one is don't break up with somebody over the phone. We we yes that is not okay but like we said make sure that how you break up with somebody is um, directly related to the amount of time the relationship is so like if it's been like a month or something and you feel like okay we've gone on like four dates but we did talk about being exclusive maybe at some point and maybe that was premature like maybe it's okay to like have the conversation over the phone potentially yes but like you know so then also if it's been like a certain amount of time you owe that person respect people's family members yeah yeah and, and you're talking about the future and getting to know that person's child for instance um yeah no you do that in person face to face not over the phone so that's one thing and then the other thing is don't be all kinds of wishy-washy with the reason for it like pick a lane stick in it and then like make it about you not the other person so that they have closure yeah or or just or be honest like if it is about them then give them some sort of information that they can grow from because you're not doing them a 
any sort of service. Try not to. And this is in also just communication with uh, your partner while you're with them too. But you have to try to come from a place of not blaming or shaming. Right. Because ultimately it is your choice. You've got to find why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Even if it's reactive to somebody else, just deliver the message from inside from you and how, you know, you you try not to say like you make me when you do that, you make me feel this way. Like really nobody's responsible making you feel a certain way unless you're having sex and then Mm -hmm. there we go. But for the most part, it's, you know, try to deliver. It's, it's all about delivery, which was like kind of the whole message, right? Like don't deliver it over the phone or when you're delivering somebody, you know, some information that might be a little bit hurtful, just be nice about it. Like, don't be a dick. It sounds like he didn't have a lot of the emotional tools. Oh, not at all. Oh, no, no, no. But then he listened to our show about like our (laughs) breakups and told me that he needed to go to therapy and that it was a reality check and that he really learned a lot about himself from it because I was like, I'm a pretty factual person. I don't really exaggerate unless like it's about my own self and I like think it's funny, so I'll make it sound funnier. But... (sighs) When I was talking about him, I was like, this happened and this happened and this happened. And he said all these things. And that's why this breakup is so odd to me, because he was the one pushing for this relationship the whole time. So he heard all of these facts and was like, whoa, hold on a second. Wow. So this is amazing. So he actually heard it. Mm hmm. And he said, you're right. Or did he apologize? Yeah, he did. See, see, that's he did. Power of the podcast. That's what I was going (laughs) to say. It was actually very helpful to think in that moment that. And it's like you that somebody specifically and personally was affected by the specific and personal situation you were talking about. But the hope is and the goal is, is that other people are listening and relating too. like that's what that's why we share the intimate moments. Exactly. And then we we just talked about this on our 150th episode like that. we, We have no regrets. I mean, you talk about the most personal stuff, but you're being authentic and you're you want to share this with people to help people. And so you'll talk about anything, threesomes, whatever you want, like things that people normally wouldn't want to share. And we have girlfriends that don't want to talk about relationships and stuff. But we're like, we don't it, we're being authentic. We want to share and we want to help. So there's really no boundaries and no regrets for what we say. In this situation with the ex, it was so helpful. It was. And actually on our show, our 150th show, I referred to us as like Good Samaritans. Like now that we do this and we live in this relationship world, I feel like we have to chime in. It's our moral like duty to if we see something, we have to say something. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So... If and if I can give advice to anybody at this point or you could give advice, we have to help them because it's also like authentic to, I think, who we are. Like, oh, yeah. This is not just a show for us where we're entertaining people like we live and breathe this at this point, which I'm sure you do, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. All the sex. (laughs) All the sex all the time. But I think that I think that is a great point. And I think we do learn a lot from other people's stories, which is, you know, I think that's great that you guys are here and that he actually listened. I'm uh, too bad he didn't listen to the oral sex episode. It sounds like he. With when I was on, he well, listened a little he bit. He did. It just didn't <laughs> it like didn't it. Didn't land. That didn't click. But didn't the breakup land. one. Yeah. So let's talk about a good kind of breakup then, or what did you know? Like how I to think, handle it well? I don't know. Yeah, it would have been nice to maybe have him take you out for for dinner. But yeah. then here's the. Let me do a flip side of that. I had someone who said to me, "Why did he take me out?" To, it was a friend of mine a while ago. She said, "Why would he take me out to dinner? We ordered food, and I'm waiting for the food to come." And he's like, "I don't think this is working." All right, that's the like, wrong time. Could it have been a coffee? Like maybe some, you know. We talked about that. I mean, here's the thing in terms of this, what he could have done better was we actually had, I saw him on a Tuesday 
he called me on a Wednesday and broke up with me. But we'd actually had plans scheduled for the following Friday. So we could have waited until Friday and said, I'm going to come to you for a date and brought all my stuff with him. And then he could have just come over before we were like what I thought would have maybe been going to dinner and then said it's not working or whatever. And then I would at least be home. Yeah. Right. I'd already right. be here and then he could have left and we would have done it in person and I'd have all my things. Instead, no, okay. I didn't have my so things. That's, At the end of the day, the conversation, no matter how it happens, I guess, it's always going to hurt. And you're probably always going to extract as the receiver of some news like that, like something negative because it, it either hurts your ego or it just fe- if you feel rejected or whatever. So, of course, you're going to be like, this sucks and there's going to be reasons why it sucks but we're just trying to help it suck less so there's a lot of things you can do to help lighten the blow or lessen the blow and you should be you know aware of those things because relationships are scary for everybody and it's also hard to deliver the news too it if really you're the is. one it, it, it is it's, it's hard all around but i think that's um i think that that's good advice to be real and to be honest and to, to treat the person like a human being like he was with you for for a Whatever it is, a few months, even if it's a night, you want to treat someone with respect. Agreed. It is a Absolutely. human being. And when they don't, that's almost when it feels worse. Because then you're like, wait a second. I actually mean even less to you than I thought. Right. Because you are treating me so poorly. So that's why I think if you still, like if, if I didn't kill anybody in his family or like, you know, cheat on him, like he should still treat me with respect and that he didn't do that. Okay. Well, I feel like he learned a lesson though. So that's great. I feel like the relationships are where we do our best work. So I think that when you're in or out, how you get out of it was, was really good work. So are you dating now? Um, You know, I'm just the bachelorette in my own mind and I'm dating everyone my therapist told me I have to do that. She's I think like, it's make a, it your job to date everyone. I think she's yeah, yeah she's really good at dating. It. She's really good at it. Thank I think you, you would Thank be. You. I think that you're you're probably meeting people all over the place. You know, well, I, really, just you. on dating apps. Really, I'm still waiting for my friends to set me up. I guess I need new friends. She's down for any kind of setup. Just the dating app. She Jen likes to really take control of a situation. She will let herself feel bad about something, like normally go through the emotions, but she for sure does not like throw a pity party she will like allow herself to cry for five minutes and then she'll be like okay now I have to do something good like to balance it out and so the dating apps are good for her or somebody like her that wants to like be kind proactive. of take con- yeah pro be, exactly be yeah proactive. no I think that's really healthy I think if you're you're into the apps I think it's a great way just to kind of get your foot back out get your get yourself back out get your foot dip your toe in the I was gonna say dip your toe in the dating water yeah and get out there and in the meanwhile when you're when you're not I think it's important too to continue to just kind of self-love after a breakup if it could be really hard it's good to you know love yourself build yourself back up again take some classes work out use some toys like oh, you guys yeah. are sitting there uh, I gave them some magic wands when they walked in I'm not sure you. I didn't actually do it I was in the room you walked in and then you had the magic wands there it happened so fast and you guys hadn't seen so we had our sex toy closet open uh, first and, of all the sex toy closet holy Moses right it's it's pretty amazing. And it's really organized, which you know just I love so much. Yeah, I know. Well, that's Sarah, our assistant producer. She she I mean, did it. She organized. It's she helped. Beautiful. Thank you. I mean, it's one of my most proudest I say possessions or proudest things be. on display. So you had some questions about the magic wand. Because I know it's kind of it's ma- it's a big it looks like a it's, large vibrator. You don't put it inside of you. It's actually we call it the Cadillac of all vibrators. Uh, it's great for clitoral stimulation. That's you need the best. Yes. giant thing for that tiny little part yes, of your body. This yes. whole thing. Is but why to be that. It's great to massager. Well, 
Here's the story. So it's been around for 50 years, the magic wand. Okay. Okay. So the magic wand was started as a, as a massager. Personal, because it like actually, you, you just, on your back. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I kind of need that too. Well, exactly. So, so cool. it's a twofer. And it used to have a, pl- it's the most powerful vibrator plugged into the wall. It has a cord. Oh my God. And it was like, Yikes. oh my God. It's like, it's like a power tool. So, but then someone realized at some point, like, oh my God, it actually feels really good. That's, you know, on my genitalia, on I'm my surprised pubic mouth. You are that person that would be like, you know, the 50s or 60s, whenever it was. So you, I feel like Emily's the girl who's like, this massager is great. What about? <laughs> hmm, I wish I could take credit. <laughs> right. So it's been around and people, people love the magic wand. I mean, it is really a favorite. You use it. Um, It's like the sure thing is what I call it for vibrators. It's fun. It can feel great on a partner. You can use it over your underwear. For Wait, some people it can be. What? How? Oh, you mean like for like the guy massage. to use it on you? He could use it on you. You could give him a massage with it. Okay. Mix it in a massage candle. Multi-purpose. It's multi-purpose. But where do you put it? Because like, I feel like normal drawers aren't even this big. <laughs> Yeah, but, but this are. is the good thing about That's it, though. It looks like a massager. It does so look like a massager. So you don't have to hide it. It actually is a massager. So, yeah. And right. you just charge it, and it's it's great. Have you guys used toys before? Yes. Okay. What did you like using? Oh, um, just a regular vibrator. <laughs> like from Amazon. I think it was $9. Okay. Oh, right. So this one's not. The magic wand is more. You're going to have that one for a while. <gasps> great. Yeah. I've had the $9 one actually for a while, but I don't like having to replace batteries. Oh, there was it's a, a battery. Time, That's rechargeable. There was a time I would go to work and steal batteries. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that mouse is out of batteries again. <laughs> the I mouse. What happened to the mouse? I love that she was stealing batteries from work like a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. We worked at like... You did not. Yes. Yeah, I would take batteries. They deserved it. They did No, it's it. funny because that is the most toys were battery operated until about maybe five years ago. Now they're all rechargeable. So you never have that problem. Just make sure that it's charged. Make sure it's ready so it doesn't die out in the mid-session. That's that the worst. That, that's actually the worst sex I ever had was when I was about to have an orgasm and it died. Oh, that sounds horrible. It's kind of depressing. Oh. Yeah. No, so um, yeah. What about the best sex you guys have had? I honestly, mine is with my boyfriend because for me it's really being comfortable like that's huge for me I don't I think that having an orgasm is very um like mental cerebral for me and he is the only guy that I've consistently had an orgasm with only ever all and I haven't had sex with like a ton of people but enough to say like it's definitely because I feel really comfortable with him. I'm also like in my 30s and I think you really, a woman really comes into her own sexuality. That's, That's like true. our sexual peak, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's For a some lot women of, it is, yeah. A lot of um, things li- aligning, but he just makes me feel like he's in it to win it he wants to be there he's loving everything that's going on and that just really helps me feel comfortable and then I am not in my head thinking about like you said is this taking too long what am I doing is this does it look okay all right, that right like do it, guys even know that that happens I mean I guess if they listen to your show they, they listen do to my show they know it happens yeah because we talk I mean we talk about it all the time and and but men have that anxiety as well they're worrying does she see that my penis is shaped like a cone does she <laughs> She, um, you know, am I coming too quick? Am I, am I, you know, is she liking this? Does she, you know, what's going to, everything. Am I lasting too long? Did she notice I gained too, wait, we men worry about a lot I mean, of the same things. Same, I guess it's, why wouldn't it be any different? Right, it's true. So I, I think we talk about that a lot on the show because it, and, and that people feel bad about it and it can be, 
really destructive if you can't get out of your head during sex for a lot of people they just can't have the orgasms you know and it, it is women and, and men so a lot of the I would say most of the challenges we have are on orgasm and performance is because we're in our head sure mm-hmm. there can be physical things going on but a lot of times just like we're worried so like just think about if you are in your head I was the blood's like rushing to your the blood's in your head not in your genitals yeah. so the second you can kind of put that energy back towards what you're feeling in the moment the connection you have with your partner and that love then you'll be more likely to have amazing sex and great orgasms and it's true because it's happening so also breathing helps i forget to breathe. yes i do too especially if i'm nervous or thinking i'm like i just hold my breath like i should be an olympic swimmer but i am not yeah it's, it's so just, you're right breathing is you know i guess if simple. we don't breathe we're dead yeah simple and things yeah it's true during sex it is true to breathe i think that was one thing jamie said when i we talk on the show a lot and didn't you have during sex one time you didn't think you were of an orgasm you're like let me try the breath thing that we talk about yeah no um i because i realize it's like you know sometimes you do you like you brace yourself you're like no it's gonna happen you try to like force it like if you push yeah. it like, <laughs> you just push it out of your vagina yeah but um <laughs> like i i emily's just like oh yeah breathing and i was like huh so i went home or whatever my guy came over and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna keep breathing deeply and like, like I when you my felt it building I, up, kind yeah, of. Yeah, okay. like I started just to do, and it was crazy because normally I'm like, I kind of need to not breathe to like get it over yeah. the edge, but it was like I actually had a, just a way more intense orgasm when I breathed. Yeah, what do you? And like it just pushed. Yeah, it was great. And then I told her the next day, and it was amazing. Yes. Oh, I need to tell. I need to keep that in mind. I don't even think I'm like consciously thinking yeah. about if I'm breathing or not breathing. I don't think I hold my breath, but I don't think I even thought about it. But I. Have a, I feel like there is a consistent problem for me though. Oh yeah, and I don't. God, I need help with this. <laughs> so if I have, I would say like if it's like two drinks or something, it's fine. But if it's like more than that, and maybe okay, if it's more than that, I don't feel like I can have an orgasm. Yeah, very common. And I also then wonder. I tell myself in the middle, like, oh, it's because I like I'm not. I'm not getting there like I thought I would. And then I get in my head and go, oh, it's because of the drink. So now it's not going to happen. So now I'm just like, and then I just give up. And I'm like, oh, how do I, would I, let's do something to make him go because I'm, I just give up or whatever. But is that a real thing? And how can you push through it if yeah. it is a real thing? That's such a good question because yes, they're both real things. So yes, you can absolutely drink too much and that can inhibit your ability to orgasm, which is a bummer because a lot of people use alcohol as a sexual lubricant besides the action and, you know, besides olive oil or lube. Um, <laughs> they actually do. And it's like, you know, but that it's great because it got you in the mood, but then you can't come. And that totally. is true. But I think also, I'll bet if you when you have that so it could also be that you're thinking about it because I'm sure it's not every time you probably can get there so it's really a matter of you having that thought and then going back to either it's a positive it's a positive thought like but I am going to have an orgasm and then you go back to your you go back to what you're feeling in the moment it's always going back to the sensations that you're feeling in the moment you can have that thought Why'd you have that extra drink? You're not going to come now to, what am I feeling? Oh, that actually feels good. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to, oh, why'd you do that, Lauren? You should have had that extra margarita. Okay, back to the breath. And it's a pro, it's like meditation sure. in yoga, right? Jen, I know you do a lot of yoga because I follow your Instagram and all your pretty <laughs> pictures. But like, it's really that. I mean, it's a matter of tripping out on it and going back into the moment and breathing. And even just building yourself up, like, I'm going to have this drink. I'm also going to have an orgasm. It's flipping that thought, it's sure. flipping it. And so I bet, I hope I hear from you next okay, time that you're able to get through it. Ooh. I like that. I ooh, have ooh, a question. Jen, yes. Call on me. Um, so I realized that, so my best sex was with my ex-boyfriend, which was five freaking years ago. And then after that, 
it like I would date somebody for a couple months and like I think by the time I would start being comfortable it would like be the end of the relationship so like I never really had good sex with these like interlopers basically yeah and so it's hard to do yeah and I like I'm like I don't know you really yet like you're new still so I feel like at this point like I used to be real good at sex my ex-boyfriend even told his current girlfriend, like, no, that was my best sex about oh, me. Wow. And no, I'm no, like, no, wait, that, why do you think you were really you know good that? at it? Like, what do you, did <laughs> you have, like, Why do tricks? I think? No, I'm just saying, like, what Hello? were your, are you like, I, when I, when I pull <laughs> this, this, and this out of my pocket, like, I, this is a trick, like, I'm good at this, I'm yes, going to do I'm this magical. move. Yeah, or I really? once was. Okay, well, tell me what this once was. I was. don't know. I think I just had a lot more energy. Who knows? I'm old no, now. <laughs> no, no. Oh, please. So, do you know what that was? Was it your blowjob skills? Was it? No, or? honestly, I think I just loved him, and so I was more like interested, enthusiastic. I, and he was like very into like he was a terrible boyfriend. Let's not. Yes, he get was that twisted, but yeah. he was real. We connected on in sex, so that was like where we met, like saw eye to eye, and like our passion was there, and like. That was it. So and we you would get yeah. right. And so I was most comfortable with him because we were also together for so long, even with all the bad stuff that went on. But that was the best sex even for me. So I think we both felt that way. Mm-hmm. But since then, I'm like, I have not had good sex like that since then. And I feel like I'm out of practice now at this point. And then there was like a seven month stint that I didn't even have sex because I was like, I'm waiting until I get a boyfriend. Then I got one and he had a cone-shaped penis. Right. Well, okay. and then now there's like this other person sort of in the picture that like comes and goes. But I feel like he comes and goes because he lives in another place. Right. Yeah. And I can't get comfortable with him because he's here and then he's gone. Well, I think it's interesting. First of all, it's funny because Lauren, we were saying that it's when you're with someone longer, you have that and you had that same experience too, Jen. So I think... I don't think you've lost it. It's like riding a bike. Um, I think sex, I believe that sex is that you can get it back. And I also think that knowing this now that we've had this conversation, I think when you're with them, you could try, you know, this guy who's visiting, if you feel even safe enough with him, I think it's more about you allowing yourself to kind of go there with him and like opening up and, and taking the sex that you want. Like, it's not about his pleasure as much as yours and I think I say that to, to all women I think that we are conditioned that how am I performing and is it am I doing it right and is he gonna like me but I think for many women you, know, you can kind of jump that hurdle of it having to be a five-year relationship is being like fuck it I'm gonna take what I want right now not disregard him but like I'm gonna move how I want I'm gonna get upside down I'm gonna turn this way and that way I'm gonna ask for it because we deserve it and we're all responsible for an orgasm. And that, in turn, is the hottest thing for so many men. I was going to say, I think that that is their, like, I feel safe and comfortable. She really likes what right. she's feeling and now he's turned on. Exactly. And, that's the, and then it's a cyclical good cyclical. thing. Yeah. yeah. So I want you to bring okay. that passion and enthusiasm, even though you haven't known him for five years. I think you've got it in you, Jen. Thank you. I'm feeling that energy from you because it's energy. It's and like nerves, though. I do it feel like nerves. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to do all of these things, but well, I haven't had sex in so I long. I still like, be into it. I also think that it's not tricks it relate coming from the relationship standpoint, and my therapist did give this information to me, and I think it's useful. Let's be realistic too. So your relationship with this guy was not good. It was toxic emotionally. Yeah, the the yeah. five year yes, mm-hmm. and your sex was very passionate because a lot of times 
sex, passionate sex can be come from um, like a desperation, like you're really trying to hold on to something tight. And so it's the passion just lives there. And my therapist said to me, I had a man that I was with for a while. We had the best sex ever. My husband and I, we have great sex, but I wouldn't compare. The sex was different. It was more passionate with this guy. And you need to it's more healthy to be in like more of a balanced situation where you do have passion in your sex, obviously, but that's not the only place. It sounds like your relationship with the ex was very extreme. You want to find the balance of like passionate sex and a regular, steady, healthy, safe, emotional. Yeah. You said it was five years or a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. The five years. So you're also in a different place too. So our bodies change over time. You know more now you're older, more confident. So yeah, I'm not worried. I think I can't wait to hear about the, the next thing. I feel good. Thank you feel good about both of you you guys i have five quickie questions to ask both of you you each have to answer okay, okay. but don't think about it too hard these are quick we're going to go back and forth okay ready well, I'm so lauren what's your biggest turn on uh i like my breasts being touched nice okay jen your biggest turn on i like when someone kisses my neck oh yes okay biggest deal breaker jen being jobless Lauren, biggest deal breaker? A bad relationship with like a close family, with family members, uh, like, like doesn't like his mom. Yeah, yeah, consistently like issues with everybody. Okay. Lauren, what do you wear to that makes you feel the sexiest? Ooh, I like lacy uh, lingerie. Okay. I like lace. Lace is pretty. Yeah. yeah. Jen. Satin. Satin. Okay. What personality trait, Jen, do you look for most in a partner? Um, humor, but also being more alpha than me, but okay. with a sweet side. Lauren? I think alpha too, but I would say it more like, maybe this isn't a real thing, but I like a manly man, like throw a football, build a, a hammer, something into the wall, hang chop the wood. TV, chop wood. I like that because it represents like a caretaker. Yeah. And that's it. So for me, that's symbolic. Okay. Number one dating tip, Jen. Be yourself. Be yourself. Okay. Uh, Yeah. uh, I have to piggyback on that because I cannot stand when women say I'm not going to, I can't text him back yet. I have to pretend I'm busy. No, don't pretend shit. Just do you. That is so true. That's great advice. I think we all play games, but like once yourself, it's the sexiest thing when you take what you want in bed, when you ask someone out on a date. I think times are different right now. It's 2018. I think when we could go after what you want. Also, this is not like the old days where like you had to call somebody and hope they were home. Like everyone's yeah. got their phone in their hand. Respond. Exactly. Yeah. Like don't be, don't, don't pretend be you're busy. Yeah, yeah, your phone's on. literally Just in your hand. You do you. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. Jen Golden, Lauren Leonelli. You can find them. It's Complicated Podcast on After Buzz TV every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Yep. Yes. They talk about everything. You can find them at, at Complicated Show on Instagram. Congratulations on your 150th episode. Thank, Thank you. you. Congratulations on your Series XM show. Thank you. It's really, it, it's been awesome. So where else? That's all the, that's what they can find you at Complicated Show on Instagram. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. All right. We are going to take a quick break and we come back. We're getting into your emails. Something magical happened this year. The magic wand turned 50. Just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years. I'm talking disco to dubstep, payphones to cell phones. I mean, do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. 
It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the Magic Wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from the original plug-in version for constant power or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my magic wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a magic wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today. So let me tell you about my first time buying a sex toy. I was 22 years old living in San Francisco and I walked into a local shop called Good Vibrations. It really blew my mind. I mean, I pictured sex toy stores to be these dark, dingy places, but it was so open and well lit. It was like an Apple store for vibrators. So I walk in and one of the workers approached me and she immediately put me at ease. She was like, hi, so let's talk about your orgasms. You would think a stranger asking that would make you nervous, but she immediately made me feel so comfortable and helped me figure out what would be best for me. Thank you, Pocket Rocket. At the time, I wasn't even aware that my life would also become devoted to helping people with orgasms and sex, or that I'd be fortunate enough to work with Good Vibrations later down the line. This is why I am so excited to have you guys get to know them as well, if you don't already. I mean, they do run some of the best and most respected adult boutiques in the country. And now with their online store, you get to have that same shopping experience and expertise without ever leaving your house. Seriously, guys, they just know quality. I mean, if they have it in their store, I trust it. And if they don't, I have to question it a bit more. It's not just me that feels this way. I can't stress enough the standard they set in the industry. And I'm even more excited because now Good Vibrations runs the Shop with Emily page on my website. So be on the lookout for some great sex toys and sexy announcements. To see everything Good Vibrations has to offer, just go to sexwithemily.com slash goodvibrations. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash G-O-O-D-V-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N-S. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. I love answering your questions. It's why I exist on the planet so you can... Send an email, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Go to the website, sexwithemily.com. Click the Ask Emily tab. Include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. Thanks, guys. And Jamie's here to read the emails with me. 
Which I love. Hello. Okay. Hello, dear. <laughs> okay. So this one is from Jess, who's 24 in Pennsylvania. Dear Emily, I've been married for a year and a half. My partner and I have had issues before with mismatched libidos, but we're usually able to work it through. Lately, he hasn't been in the mood at all and has told me to just initiate or entice him, but it's really hard to figure out what he wants or likes. He's my second partner, but he's had a lot more partners than I have, so I feel really inexperienced and like I have no clue what I'm doing. Hey, Jess, so here's the thing about this question. I think a lot of us think that there's some point we get to in life where we feel like, oh, I've had enough lovers and enough partners and I'm so experienced. But each partner gives us a new opportunity to learn. I don't want you to beat yourself up by feeling that you're inexperienced and you know what you're doing. Every time we have a new partner, it's hard to know what to do. You just need to find out more information here. You have to ask him when he says to you, I want you to initiate more. How the hell are you supposed to know what that looks like? It's going to look different to everybody. So ask him and say, how would you like me to initiate? Just get some more information around that so you know what turns him on. It can also help to schedule sex so it's easier to both for both of you to know like sex is happening on this day and then you're like building up toward you know Saturday night's your night and that's when it's going to happen. So both of you essentially need to be talking more. You know, I say communication is lubrication and prioritize your pleasure. Prioritize the pleasure in the relationship so you're both getting what you want. You're both on the same page. You figure out how often you want to have sex, what times of days work for sex. You can't just figure this all out on your own by him saying, I need this. You know, and also, what do you need? It sounds like if you haven't had a lot of partners, what a great time for you to figure out with him. Say, yeah, I can help initiate, but let's help me, babe, figure out what what I'm into because I'm not even sure yet. So this is an exploratory mission you guys are on for a long time. You're married, so have fun with this sex. You know, I want you to take the pressure off both of yourselves and say, you know what? We've only been together a year and a half. I want a long life of amazing sex. So let's start talking about it and figure out things that turned us both on and the best ways to have it and when to have it. So you got this, Jess. Okay, this one is from Wes. Huh? Jess and Wes. We From Wes, <laughs> who's 32 in California. Hello, Emily. Longtime listener of your podcast. I met a new woman and we hit it off very strong. We recently had very good sex and afterwards we laid there cuddling, getting to know each other a little more. She opened up to me about her past ex-boyfriends and how they ruined her confidence in bed. She told me has, she has a very hard time achieving orgasms with intercourse, but has no problem achieving with her toy, Bob, battery-operated boyfriend. I come from a pretty experienced sex lifestyle and have plenty of confidence in myself and I love to please. I'm a gentleman at heart and want to continue to see her. So how can I talk to her and better help her to achieve her orgasms with intercourse? Thank you. Okay. Hey, Wes, you do sound like a gentleman and a lovely guy. So I like this because it sounds like you guys are experiencing some really good intimacy. I love that you're already talking about things and cuddling in bed and you've had good sex and she's opening up to you. So this all sounds great. So just know that these are two kind of separate things you're talking about that her somehow her ex-boyfriends have ruined her confidence in bed. I'm not really sure what happened there. And then separately, she's having a hard time achieving orgasms with intercourse, which I'm not, I can't tell here, but it doesn't sound like it that she used to be able to orgasm during intercourse. And now because she had past boyfriends who ruined her confidence, she can't. So I'm going to assume that she's never orgasmed during intercourse because most women don't orgasm during intercourse. And so see what I'm saying here is that like, I don't know what happened with the ex-boyfriend. So you can definitely be a great guy to her, treat her well, help her with confidence if they were really like emotionally abusive. Um, I'm sure you can do that. But the orgasms during intercourse thing is that 
it's not that you're going to be able to give her the orgasm. You can talk to her and say, I'd love to explore with you and figure this out. But if I were you, I would take the pressure off the orgasm with intercourse. Maybe work on giving her some more oral sex and working on like figuring out what turns her on, what are her hot buttons. If she's had some problems in the past, she might really need to be able to learn to trust you even more so she can truly let go. Because when we come out of bad relationships, it can be hard and her walls might be up and she might be shut down. But if you're patient and you know you have a lot of experience and then you should know that women can take some time to get comfortable and to settle in. So I would just start having a really open talk about intimacy and that you want to explore with her. And you know, it's okay if she wants to bring Bob, her boyfriend, her toy boyfriend to bed, but also to play around, see how she masturbates, then you could provide some pleasure. But I wouldn't get tripped off on the whole orgasm during intercourse things because I'm telling you that can set up a lot of women up for failure feeling like they're just never going to do it they're not going to get there but talking about giving her some amazing pleasure and learning and exploring together that I'm all on board with thank you Wes for that email okay we have a fellow Emily who's 27 in New Mexico and she writes dear Emily I'm hoping to get some advice from you I have my third first date ever on Friday and I'm very nervous I've been in serious relationships before but have only started them with people I'm already friends with and I'm trying to branch out and date new people. The guy I'm seeing Friday seems great and I'm excited, but my question is, how do I navigate the conversation on a first date? I know I shouldn't hide things, but I also feel like there's a time and place for certain subjects like baggage. Thank you for everything that you and your team do. Listening to your podcast this last year has really helped me gain self-confidence and made me realize it's okay to see a therapist, which your podcast finally helped me do. Oh, I'm so glad, Emily. That makes me really happy to help a fellow Emily and to help everybody and realize that yes, therapy is okay. We all need a little therapy. So this totally makes sense, Emily, about dating that you're like, you know, a little nervous and you just want to keep the confidence up. Think about with this is that I know it's a lot of pressure to have a first date and like, how do you do it? But how would you, what if it happens when you connect with someone at a party or when you're at a friend's barbecue and you don't know anyone? It's really the same kind of thing. Being yourself, being open and, and just kind of talking, asking questions. It's really good to be a good listener and to ask a lot of questions. I don't think you want to reveal everything on the first date and not just, just because you probably wouldn't reveal everything to a new friend on the first time you meet them. So it's really about finding more about this person and also revealing the things about yourself that, that you love or things you like doing and seeing if you guys are, are compatible and really also paying attention. I think that this is a great tip that I... I used to be so much about on dates, like, oh, I just want this person to like me, right? I'm going to say things and do things so they like me. And that felt right. But then I thought about like, well, I'm also here on this date. Like you're both trying to figure out if you guys are a match. So do your best to bring your best self to the table when you're with him and like, and just kind of really pay attention to the words that he's saying. Like, do they match up with your values? Does it feel like someone that you could spend some time with, you know? So make it less about, I don't know, I guess just trying to impress and just being yourself. And that's very different than revealing everything. Like, cause I know as women with our friends, we're like, oh, can we connect by talking about everything that's bad and wrong? That's how women connect a lot, or like all of our suffering. But with him, I think just make it light and and be honest and try not to be too stressed about it. Take a few deep breaths, do what you do that can relax. And I think it's even nice to let him know that you're nervous. I mean, I think that there's nothing more authentic and real than saying, oh, this makes me nervous sometimes to talk. I mean, I think that's the realest thing that you can say and it'll put you at ease. So be curious, ask questions and be yourself. And just remember, it takes practice. So just know that if you leave a first date and you, if you feel this, leave this date, it doesn't feel great, keep going out. It's like everything in life. Dating is a muscle. 
And if we don't use it over time, it can get kind of shaky. If you've never done it, then you're building it up right now, Emily. So it's not your first or last date. So just do your best and keep getting out there. So thanks for that question, Emily. That's a really good question. Okay, hope you guys enjoy the show. God, I love talking to Jen and Lauren, and I love all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Sarah, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I love when I run into listeners of the podcast in the real world. You always ask such great sex questions. And you also ask me, is the womanizer really that good? Or tell me more about the womanizer, which doesn't surprise me because it's still the top search term on sexwithemily.com. The good news is I could talk about the womanizer all day. I call it the clip whisper because it seems to know exactly what I want. I didn't think they could top the womanizer to go, the one that's shaped like a lipstick. But guess what? They did. The latest womanizer is called the Starlet. It's got all the power of the original, but it's super tiny. It literally fits in the palm of your hand. The womanizer uses patented pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate your clitoris with gentle suction and air pressure. It's so effective. Some women have an orgasm in 60 seconds. If you haven't tried a womanizer, now is the time. There are a bunch of different models, but trust me, all of them are the sure thing. To order your Womanizer Starlet, click on the Womanizer banner on my site or find it at goodvibes.com slash Emily.